Hey everybody and welcome to an episode of Up Your Alley. It's a podcast with two best friends. That's me. My name is Taylor Edgar and with me as always is my best friend Jake Baggett. Say hi Jake. Hey buddy. It's a show where we recommend things to each other and then we have to watch, read, listen to, or in this case, play whatever yeah. the other person recommended and we'll come back the next week to rate them on a scale of one to three depending on how much that recommendation was up our individual alleys. Right now Jake trailing slightly with 54 points to my 55 points. That all might change this week, though, as we are discussing my recommendation for Jake, the 2023 film uh, Please Don't Destroy the Treasure of Foggy Mountain, the debut film from uh, comedy group Please Don't Destroy, Mm. best known probably right now for their digital shorts on Saturday Night Live, Mm. and Jake's recommendation for me, the 2019 indie space exploration game outer wilds mm-hmm. but before we get into that we got some catching up to do. jake how was your thanksgiving bud it was pretty darn good buddy end up uh, end up deep frying the turkey oh hell yeah nice we, we've done that once like four years ago and we have not not done that yeah yeah it's incredibly delicious uh i've not had a deep fried turkey the whole time but uh everything that i hear says it's delicious i did mine a little traditional style yeah Herb butter underneath the skin, between the skin and the meat. Uh-huh. Just roast it until it's done. You injected it with the injector? No, I didn't use the injector. I don't like uh-huh. those injector things. See, there are so many gadgets <laughs> for cooking that people use. Here's a funny thing. So uh, Black Friday shopping and stuff's all out now. Uh-huh. And I was going and I think BuzzFeed popped up on uh, for a list. or No, it wasn't BuzzFeed. It was Bon Appetit. It was uh, best Black Friday slash Cyber Monday kitchen deals uh-huh. and it popped up on my instagram and you know obviously it's clickbait directed specifically at me so i'm like yeah i want to know what the best kitchen deals are and the hot thing this year is toaster ovens that have been around for so long as long as i can ever remember toaster oven like you know with the small oven small oven <laughs> yeah. open up the door if it's on your counter yeah toaster oven they've been completely rebranded yeah. as a countertop air fryers Oh yeah, just because an air fryer is just a conventional or a convection oven that they've rebranded to have like the little baskets, so people yeah. think it's an air fryer, so it's somewhat healthier. So now they're saying like, "Oh, a glass doored <laughs> air fryer," and I'm like, "It's just a convection <laughs> oven," but now they're rebranding them all as an air fryer. Is it not fast or anything? I thought no. the thing that made it an air fryer was that there is big spinny fans in it to make heat that's, go around it like crazy. That's the convection part of a convection. I get that that's oven. the convection, but then there were like. Convections have fans that blow the heat around, but right. this thing's got fans right. that blow the heat around. And the fact is that's that they're what I like thought. usually like insulated, uh, like they're coated like nonstick, and they're black, yeah. and you could throw things in them like yeah, you a would big a big old handle, a fryer basket. But now yeah. these are like, oh, you can air fry bread, and it's yeah. like it's a toaster. <laughs> but just the branding of it, I, I love was, toaster ovens, man. Oh, it's great. Yeah, a little Stouffer's French bread pizza going. Exactly. Like that. That's the only thing that you put in them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just about, yeah. So, yeah, uh, that's been good. Do you do any uh, Black Friday shopping? I bought pieces to make a computer. Oh, really? Yes. Going uh, gaming setup? Yes. I'm going to build up my own computer. Have you ever done that before? No, but I do it at work, well, like, yeah, every day. That's a p- that's but this will be the first time t- making a home PC. I've never done that before. Yeah. I can't tell you. I don't think I've ever actually owned a PC that's been mine. I think ever since I was in college, I've had a string of laptops. Depending on how this goes, mm-hmm. you're probably going to have to get one. Really? Yeah, because I'm probably going to tell you to play a lot of indie games now. <laughs> well, I've got my, <laughs> I've got the MacBook. I've got Steam on that, we'll so that can play goes. most yeah, things. That's true. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I will say this indie game that you have me playing now, Outer Wilds, uh, free on PlayStation Plus. I'm assuming it's probably on it's Xbox PS Essential. Maybe it's on Games with Gold or whatever it's called now. I don't know. I've got the. Uh, the yeah. plus sign, and it's yeah. like, hey, you want to play this for free? You have like Xbox, X, uh, PlayStation Extra, or s- something. something. Like All I know is it was uh, easily downloadable and very, very fun to play. Hell yeah! But we will get more into that lately. Yeah, uh, I did. I showed you something right before we got started. I know we did have a big, big rainstorm. So we had a big rainstorm last week, and it was right when I was coming home from work. I come home from work at night, uh, just about to get in bed, brush the teeth, power goes out, and I look down by the road, so that's probably 200 or so yards from my house. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, not far at all. It, it's the first thing anyone does when the power goes out. It's you like, go outside. I look, I look out. In the blinding rain. Right. And you start looking around. Well, I went outside because there was uh, sparks 
Yeah. And you could see some smoke in the sparks. And I was like, that's not a normal yeah. thing, thing to see. It looked like a sparkler, like a big sparkler. Yeah. It was So it was down on the neighbor's yard. What happened was a tree had fallen and it fell on the power line. Power line fell down. One part of the power line fell on the neighbor's fence. And the neighbor has uh, the top bar of her fence is electrified. Yes. Because she's got this tank of a horse. That it's, just plows through the fence sometimes. Its whenever. only weakness is electricity. Yes. <laughs> so uh, they've tried to poison it. It doesn't slow them down. They've tried <laughs> fire. That doesn't slow them down. Nothing. Nothing. Loud noises. Just an yeah. informative pamphlet about the dangers of running through <laughs> the fences. The only thing that stopped him so far, electricity. So that's So sparking. that horse is fucking dead now because they were like, <laughs> no, we no. love how much electricity is going through this thing. He's still alive and kicking. <laughs> so I see that and I'm like, this is a bad thing. So I call 911, uh-huh. first thing I do, and talk to them, let them know, hey, you know, there's a down power line. It's sparking everything. Yeah. And they're like, all right, we're going to send someone out. And I was about to go to bed and I'm like, no, this is my time to shine. I want to go and check this out time to shine so i have i have a big yellow raincoat <laughs> it looks far too much like uh wayne knight in jurassic park when i put it on because it's just my big yellow dentist so i'm full dentist medry yeah. yeah just going out and i take my flashlight i want to go assess the situation so i see the situation and it's electricity yeah i don't know what i'm going to do at this point but yeah i'm down there taking some pictures essentially yeah and Fire truck rolls up probably about 10 minutes later, and I get a call on my phone because when you call 911, they ask for your name and your phone number and everything like that. Yeah. A uh, lady picks up, and she's like, is this Taylor Edgar? And I'm like, well, yes, it is. And she says, I'm on the other line with the first responders, and I wanted to be like, not technically the first responders. Uh-huh. I'm already here. So, you know, not trying to not trying to get it's into semantics on you, but you want to call yourself the first responder, sir. I, I was the first person there. That doesn't. You weren't the first person to respond Jake, I don't to it. Get, I don't want to get bogged down to it. I was there before them. They're the second. So the second responders are on the other line. And you know what? I'm a big supporter of our second responders in this community. I feel like they do a great job. Incredible. And so I'm down there with my Dennis Nedry raincoat, and I'm on the phone, and I was like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Well, uh, are you the one at the end of the road with the flashlight?" And I was like, mm. "Yes, I am." Because I'm thinking they, uh-huh. you know, they're calling me up to the bigs. It's like I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, I'm we gonna. We need help. you to hold this. I was kind of excited. It's one of those things oh that I God. got kind of nerded out about. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's me. Like, yeah, we need you to go back inside. It's very dangerous. Yeah. There's a down power. Yeah. Line. And I was like, oh, that would have been my first reaction. Was I'm going away from here. <laughs> I looked back at some of the pictures that were down there, and I was really close to the <laughs> down power line. But I, I told the lady, the dispatcher. I was like, okay, well, I'll leave my phone on if you guys need anything. She's like, sure. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> you are becoming an old man so fast. I was so nerdy. Like, if you oh, guys need me. You just let me know. I'm, I'm going to be up for a while. I want you to go out there next time with a cup of coffee. <laughs> Try to fight by the sparks to hand it off to them. But, you know, they got it. I mean, we had power back on probably within an hour and a half. Wow. So, yeah, you know. Guess what's got the worst of it, then? You know, the second responders do a good job. And the third responders would have been the power company. They did a pretty good job, too. Unbelievable. You're I, not responding. I responded. They responded. There was a situation They're the that first I responded. people to respond to 9-11. To my call, but my first response as the first responder was to call <laughs> them, and there was something so, to respond to. We'll send the first people that will respond. That's the first responders. My response... <laughs> Was to go down there and stand dan- dangerously close to a downed power line and just take pictures. It's there were some good pictures though. I'm not going to say I mean, that. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen something like that before in my life. That's for sure. Yeah, it was spooky. Mm. But it was fun. I remember when I had a power line down uh, at our driveway when I was a kid. Uh huh. And we were driving in. We we're like, we need to, you know, go home. This is the only way. So they grabbed a cone from the road and just lifted it up above his head and standing directly underneath the power line. Oh, my goodness. And we were like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, like, buddy. <laughs> not a good, have you ever been, like, full-on shocked before? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It sucks. It's weird. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did you do electric fence? No. Ever touch the electric fence? I unplugged a vacuum cleaner. And it didn't want it. Didn't like that. Didn't want that to happen. Just didn't want to be unplugged. Yeah. Was it like an old frayed cord or something like that? No, I couldn't tell you. 
I was a kid. I was unplugging it, and I was ripping it too hard, so it was probably that. But, yeah, you kind of, like, really want to let go, but it won't let you. No. Yeah. The place I used to work had an old, uh, it was a deli that I worked at. It had an old meat slicer. And I was just cleaning it up at the end of shift and reached underneath to, like, you know, clean, clean out all the, you know, because deli meat's flying yeah. everywhere when you're slicing turkey and yeah. whatnot. Just trying to get clean it clean with a awful. wet rag with the sanitizer on it. Uh-huh. And there was just a exposed wire underneath. So while I was, uh. like, right next to this gigantic super sharp blade, yeah. my whole body just started convulsing. Oh, it's my the, gosh. It's the weirdest thing yeah, in the, the world. That's the other thing. That blade is Stupidly sharp. So sharp. You don't Ridiculously even, sharp. You don't even feel it when you cut yourself yeah. in one of those. You just look around and see a whole bunch of blood sprayed everywhere. Yeah. And you're like, uh-oh. <laughs> it's not ideal. Speaking of a whole bunch of blood, I, I, I'm not going to recommend this to you because I wanted to watch it myself. Huh. And then I saw trailers for it, and I was like, I don't want to watch this myself anymore. Huh. But uh, Terrifier. You're going to bring up Terrifier. No, I'm not. Oh, okay. So All my friends are talking about Terrifier, and they're like, I really want to see it. I'm like, I don't think you do. I think it popped. It's streaming now on something. It might be Amazon. It's popped up a couple times. But no, this is uh, Steve-O has his new special out that's just called Bucket List. Yeah. And it's apparently all the sketches and stunts that he's always wanted to do. Oh, my God. But like. When he's making an actual movie, like for Jackass or like MTV or something like that, they're like, we, we can't even insure you to do this. Oh, no. And it might all be hype. Like people have yeah. been floating around clips of like people passing out while they're watching it because it's him <laughs> doing like a live stand-up set and then cutting to the tape of like why he wanted to do these things. And he's been doing the rounds on podcasts and stuff. Yeah. Infinitely entertaining guy. Yeah, Steve like, was a really cool guy. His life stories. His life stories crazy. <laughs> his voice is gone now. Hey, pretty solid Steve on. Hey, yeah, buddy, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> we could add this to your list of my repertoire is going nuts of halfway decent impressions <laughs> that you do. <laughs> I hear Jake's impressions. They're not great. Yeah, but uh, oh my god, that might be Steve. <laughs> you you know I'm doing a Steve impression is when I is when you know it's kind of good yes but uh yeah i kind of wanted to watch that but it looks very just the clips it's a lot of oh, might want to watch it with people it's a lot of red blurs yeah like as you could tell there's just blood or something that uh, had to be blurred out for the youtube trailer and also i didn't know how you would feel about steve-o because i don't think we've ever talked about jackass or anything i love like jackass that. i love steve-o yeah i think they're incredible i also think that it is a work of art what they do oh yeah for sure <laughs> i think they're incredible and i, I think Steve-O is somebody that just went with it for a while because he mm-hmm. liked the attention and he liked the fun. Yeah. And then he realized the value in himself, and now he's having a lot more fun with it because yeah. he truly enjoys who he is now. So I actually really love him. I will say that people our age, I think, were the perfect age for Jackass. And also before that, yeah. like I remember getting the CKY2K yeah, right? VHS. That was passed around in i guess that was middle school yeah yeah when something that like that out. yeah and everyone's like have you seen this have you seen this and i was of course if people don't know cky was uh a band proto well, it was a yeah but the tapes were proto jackass yes. it was bam margera it wasn't johnny knoxville and steve-o and chris pontius but it was no. all of bam margera rab himself ryan dunn yeah those uh pennsylvania guys and bam's brother's band is cky yeah jess margera is the drummer for him and it was just that early skate video, stupid stunts, yeah, saying bad they words. Just really banked on the stunts when they found out that that's like what people started really talking about when you watch those videos. Yeah, and back then it wasn't so much, you know, like, hey, we, you know, rented this tilt a whirl and we're all going to strap fireworks to ourselves. It was just what? like, here's a big gravel pile and I'm going to jump off the I top mean, of it. It's. Have you seen it recently? CKY2K. It, yes. I don't think so. So. I'm the, sure it's on YouTube. The shopping cart stuff free. is still truly shocking how fast that they go and run into stuff. It was so dumb. It is incredible. And I think that they didn't die on the spot. I will say there are probably kids that were... Because when I watched CKY, I wasn't old enough to drive or I didn't have enough agency to go and do anything without having to run it by my parents first. Yeah, of course. Which probably saved my life. <laughs> because if I had been 18 years old... And, you know, know, in college or something like that, and I had a little bit of spending money to buy a video camera, probably would have gotten seriously hurt trying all those things. Do you remember when we went to the movies 
and we were getting back in the car, and the driver, just as a joke, started to drive off. Uh-huh. Like, she was going to leave us. And I just chased up, and I grabbed the back of it. Oh, I do. she forgot that she didn't even know that i was hanging on to it and she took that turn really hard and threw me and i rolled i am we could shocked i walked away from that (laughs) fine there are definitely some times in retrospect where i'm just like wow i mean i guess kids now you know i don't know what they're doing it's like tiktok dances and stuff like that yeah i think the fact that they have so much more connection to the internet and stuff they don't see as much just blatant stupidity like i I I mean there's there's a great uh, Instagram follow. Um, it's uh, uh, people. It God, what is it called? Stupid people doing stupid things, something like that. Yeah. But it's not. It's never like eighteen year old kids anymore. <laughs> That's because they're not. It's gonna, like a thirty six year old idiot doing it. <laughs> they're not going to hurt themselves by exploiting their own. Yeah. Age group. There is a. <laughs> That's because they are, they have to take their TikToks. Yes, exactly. So like I don't want to steal your TikTok. I don't want to steal your thunder. Subreddit recommendation of the week: <laughs> a, a subreddit that I'm subscribed to is r slash There was an attempt. Yeah, that's old dog. I know, but that's that pops up, and that's just guys in their 30s trying things too. It's like there was an attempt to ride a bull, and it's just like, why are you doing this, man? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna end horribly. I was really close to being there, like, there was an attempt to assist firefighters assisting a down power line, <laughs> and then just me getting shocked and thrown 20 feet while dressed like the fat guy from Jurassic Park. I would have been so mad if he died there. What type of speech would I have had to write, man? I was like, yeah, we all saw this coming. <laughs> yeah. But see, if that had happened 20 years ago, it would have been I'm Taylor Edgar. Welcome to Jackass. Yeah. It's me, like, trying to yeah. pick up a down power line. God, we lucked out on all these things. <laughs> uh, anything else you've uh, seen, been reading, doing anything like that? I mean, other than uh, thinking about how many d- damn games came out this year and how it's many. a lot. We got to. Uh, still have Kiryu to play through. On the Black Friday sale, I got Guardians of the Galaxy video game. I've I'm heard really good things that. about that. Yeah, right? I will say we have uh, five. This will be. This will come out on December first. I want to say probably the twenty second or the 29th. I don't know which Friday we'll do it on, mm-hmm. but I want to do a big retrospective episode uh-huh. of you know things that kind of looking at what we talked about back in January of what we're looking forward to. Okay, seeing if there's some stuff that surprised us that came out and we didn't talk about or things that kind of let us down. Okay, a couple of things like that out there. Sounds and, fun. Uh, People should definitely write in upyouralleypod at gmail.com and send in things, you know, kind of over the past year. Things you've liked, everything like that. Get a little bit of feedback. And also you should subscribe on... Let us know if we influenced you to watch anything. Oh, that's a good thing. I would love to know if you heard us talk about... Heard... If you heard us talk about something... Yeah. And you're like, I'll check it out. I want to know if that happened. That'd be fun. I will say this. There's uh, the series that's going on right now that... I, I'm kind of at a weird thing. Uh, so, do you, have you been watching Invincible on Amazon? I watched the first season. Yeah. So, they're on the second season now. Yeah. And it's fantastic. I mean, the first season was great. Yeah. It's only gotten better. And they did a, a, a mid-season, like a one-off that was an Adam Eve special, where it was just like Adam Eve's origin story. Uh-huh. That was great, too. I'm at a point now in Invincible where I was in Game of Thrones as well. I came across this thing uh-huh. where... Uh, first season of Game of Thrones came out. I hadn't read the book. Yeah. Watched the first season, said, I love this. And then I read the first book, read the second book, then watched the second season. And I was like, I like not knowing what's going to happen yeah. better. Uh-huh. So I'm kind of at that point now in Invincible where I had read Invincible you know, years ago. I think I got like the first edition, uh, not first edition, but the first trade paperback that came out and read that, watched the first season of the show, liked it. But now that it's keeping going, I'm like, oh, I haven't caught up on invincible and i'm like i don't i don't want to know where this is going yeah there you go it's something you and i have very different on because i know you love reading the thing i mean if it's inspiring enough and it's like a movie that's coming out and it looks Uh great but the book's already out i'll probably maybe check out the book yeah but like invincible i'll just watch the second season i don't have to watch it it's true because uh i was gonna read uh chainsaw man i was gonna read the rest of that i have no idea what that is it's an anime Oh, which okay. is amazing. I yeah. love it. And I was like, you know, I don't want to wait for more. I want to read it. And my friends are like, 
no, nah, just wait. He's like, you're, it's going to be worth it to wait. Hmm. Like, it's, they're like, it's good, but it, it you're just going to spoil it. You're just going to take out all the fun. Yeah, if it's you worth it, it to see it play out. So I said, okay. And it's another thing like that with the uh, the new Avatar The Last Airbender that's coming out. I yeah. think I saw some of that um, when it was on the original yeah. one, but everyone's saying this mm. new one looks really good. So I'm like, mm. I kind of don't want to know the story. Maybe I'll watch the new adaptation because I know yeah. that movie was horribly panned when it came out. Uh-huh. The Who did that? Was that Shyamalan? Yeah. Yeah, it's Shyamalan. And didn't see it then. Uh, people compared it for my frame of reference to the Dragon Ball Evolution movie that yeah. was terrible. I didn't watch that. Yeah, it was real bad. I wasn't there's no reason to watch that. But I don't know. I'm it's kind of a fine line especially from everything that I've read with Invincible. Everyone's like, "No, it's it's a really good adaptation. Like they've changed some things, but other than that, That's and the story's funny. great. It's just the right amount of violent to keep me interested. That's a crazy amount of violent. Yeah. <laughs> but it's drawn really well. It's not like, yeah. you know. It's got that uh Bruce Tim look to it. Yeah, and it's the voice acting is top notch. Yeah, it's got uh, Steve Wynn and uh, JK and our, and our boy Zooks, J.K. Simmons. Oh right, and he's yeah. he's third bill <laughs> to me after Jason Manzikas. Zooks. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into the other stuff that we're talking about. Sure. Is something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Regardless if you have a clinical mental health issue like depression or anxiety, or if you're just a human who lives in the world and is going through a hard time, therapy can give you the tools to approach your life in a very different way. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more affordable and more accessible, and that's important because finding a therapist can be really hard, especially if you're limited to the options in your area. BetterHelp is a platform that makes finding a therapist easier because it's online, it's remote, and by filling out a few questions, BetterHelp can match you to a professional therapist in as little as a few days. It's easy to sign up and get matched with your therapist, and there's a link in our description. It's betterhelp.com slash alley. That's betterhelp.com slash alley. Clicking that link helps you support this channel and also gets you 10% off your first month of BetterHelp so you can connect with a therapist to see if it helps you. And because finding a therapist is a little like dating, if you don't fit in with your first therapist, and that's common, you can easily switch to a new therapist at no additional cost without the stress of insurance or who's in your network or anything like that. I'm a big proponent of therapy, and anybody that knows me can attest to the difference that it's made in my life the past couple years, and I recommend this program to anybody. So if you're struggling, please consider online therapy with BetterHelp. Click the link in the description or visit betterhelp.com slash that's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash Allie for 10% off your first month. And we want to thank BetterHelp for supporting our podcast. All right. First up on the recommendations, we have my recommendation for Jake, which is a movie that just came out available on Peacock. Please don't destroy the treasure of Foggy Mountain. Uh, the first movie by comedy group, Please Don't Destroy. Uh-huh. And that's not the right Wikipedia page to pull up. <laughs> okay. So Please Don't Destroy, it's... Three guys, Ben Marshall, John Higgins, and Martin Hurleyhe. Uh, they met at New York University, and they just started at... Nerds. Yeah, nerds. And they just started at SNL in 2020. They do, like, the digital shorts. They took uh, over Lonely Island, Kind basically. of. So I listened... I didn't know much about these guys as just guys. Like, I saw their SNL stuff. Have you seen any of their digital shorts on SNL? And stuff? I saw one once years ago. Yeah, they're good. I mean, yeah. some of them are... None of them are bad. Some of them are funny. Some of them are hilarious. Mm-hmm. Which was kind of like, you know, everyone has a good view of the Lonely Island now, just from things they've gone on and did. Yeah. But if you look at the list of Lonely Island skits, there were over a hundred of them. Like, they weren't all... <laughs> Bangers? Yeah, they weren't all fantastic. <laughs> and so these guys, uh, they got hired on as writers. Uh, the interview I saw with them was actually on uh, Pete Holmes on his podcast, You Made It Weird. Right. All three of them were on it. it I was... watched his stand-up, by the way. Oh, did you? Yes, Pete I Holmes' did. new stand-up? Uh-huh. What'd you think? Same old Pete. Same old Pete. Yep. It's Very great. happy to watch it. I've been listening. I was like, I'm tired of his shtick, but then I, he kept talking, I was like, I'm not tired of this guy. No, you don't My get favorite tired joke of was, uh, he started off a joke saying, I want to uh, buy a giant purple dildo. No, he says, um, I'm straight. And he's like, imagine... Somebody just saying that to you. <laughs> He's like, you're on a 45-minute road trip with somebody. He just goes, you guys know I'm straight, right? <laughs> it was like, that's Pete. I'm uh, happy to listen to this again. Yeah, his book, uh, Comedy Sex Gods, on 
uh, Spotify, read by Pete Holmes. Mm-hmm. Halfway through listening to that. Damn. From our corporate overlords at Spotify. Good old Pete. Subscribe on Spotify I watched to Pete this. Holmes, and I watched Mike Birbiglia's new one. Old oh, Man yeah. Man in the Pool. Old Man in the Pool. How, oh, wait, sidebar from that, because yeah. I was thinking about recommending that to you. Oh, yeah? How'd you like uh, Mike Birbiglia? Uh, good. Yeah. I would say I was more tired of his shtick than I was of good old Pete. Yeah. But it was really good. Well, Birbiglia He's still is- such a uh, great writer. Yeah. And uh, it was a compelling story just because uh, Birbig's yes. told it. So you know? Berbiglia is good, and those are both available on Netflix if people want to watch them. Yeah, Berbiglia is kind of turned into the one-man show thing, what a lot yes. of people think of when they think of uh, a fringe show like an Edinburgh Festival or Melbourne Comedy Festival down in Australia does the same thing, where uh, I think from the – probably the most famous one of the past couple of years was Hannah Gatsby did one. Yeah. Where there Man, are f- – <laughs> Yeah, well, there are funny parts to it, yeah. but it does have more of an it's overarching got a theme, and it's got yeah. very serious. And Where Mike, Sleepwalk with Me is still like incredible. Right, he does. Know? He did sleep. Well, he's done a couple. He did my Sleepwalk with Public Me. Journal was good. Right, uh, he did uh, my girlfriend's boyfriend. Yes, that one was the last one that I watched. Yeah, and it was great. And he's very funny. Yes, uh, I, a couple great bits. Like what was the one thing? He, the stuff about his daughter I really liked, and then just the whole overarching theme of it was about death. Yeah. Which I thought was just really good. Really Old well man, done. Bull man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have a Golden Globe. Uh, they haven't don't have the nominees out yet, but it's the first time there's going to be a Golden Globe for comedy oh, this year. Oh, I wonder yeah. who's going to buy that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's all voted for by the Hollywood Foreign Press. So. I wonder who's going to buy that. <laughs> they, might, they might give it. Nah, they'll probably give it to Chris Rock. No. That's, that's my guess. This was the worst I've seen so far. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to have at the end of the year when we do our end of the year thing, I want to look at all the comedy specials that I've watched. Okay. And which ones really made me laugh the most. Yeah, good. Pete Holmes had some good ones, but that might just be a recency I, bias thing. I watched uh, Nate Bargatze one this year. Bargatze's hilarious. And I think he's probably the best that I've seen mm-hmm. because, wow. Yeah, there's just a lot that I'm not sure which ones I've watched this year because I'm pretty good at watching, especially the Netflix ones. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the new Matt Reif one. Uh, it's been apparently uh, it's, apparently he opens with a joke that people are trying to get him quote unquote canceled for yeah and it's just a hacky joke. oh it's oh, a it's a hacky joke this is that handsome man he is the handsome oh i man. watched about uh four or five minutes of him so really unappealing yeah just like not funny we're not the target demo jake i don't care so uh, that doesn't mean i don't know what the kids like i'm in all right i'm just as rizzed up as these children you're not don't I am absolutely just as ridged. You're absolutely not. I'm ridged for her pleasure and rizzed. <laughs> Me and the children are talking. It's not even what they say in condoms, ridged. Yeah, they it's, talk about that all the time. It's ribbed. No. It's ribbed. Dad. It's ribbed. They don't say that. It's not ridged. Ridged. Ruffles have ridges. Yes. <laughs> for her pleasure. <laughs> Regardless, anyway, so Matt Reif opens with this joke that's that's a dumb joke where it's about essentially there's some a woman with a black eye and the punchline is that she doesn't listen. Not oh yeah, that, she should go back to the kitchen. Right. Yeah. It's like obviously she's not. It's if she knew how to cook, she wouldn't have the black eye. That's the joke. She's kind of tired and hackney. That was a almost a verbatim joke from one of the greatest stand-up albums of all time, uh, Dave Attell's Skanks for the Memories. There you go. He has a very similar joke. He, or he says, oh, there's a woman with a black eye. And I'm like, great, she doesn't listen. <laughs> Throwaway joke. But I I'm immediately like, laughed. Because it's David Tell. David Tell. And David Tell did He's that joke unlikable. in 2003. And yeah. like, David Tell is unlikable yes, he as is. a person. He had a special called Captain but, Miserable. And like in real life, he's an actually really likable Genuine he's nice person. Genuinely a very sweet fellow. That doesn't leave New York because he wants to take care of his elderly mother. And Good for him. He's a, a sweetheart, to be sure. But he understands that he is uh, kind of repulsive yes. with his takes. Yes. But that's what I thought was funny about the Matt Reif thing. Is everyone was like, oh, he told this horrible joke. And I was like, he should be canceled because it's a not only a hacky joke, but it's yeah. almost a ripoff of Dave yeah. Attell. It's just hackney. Yeah. Granted, he was probably six when that album came out. So. <laughs> but still, you're trying to be... Regardless. We're talking stand about... Stand up. We're talking about a funny movie. Let's so, talk about that funny movie. Please don't destroy uh, the treasure of Foggy Mountain. So the yes. impetus of this, they're uh, three guys, um, John, Martin, and Ben. They're playing fictionalized versions of themselves, and they're three best friends. The friends are, I kind of explained this last week, friends are growing apart. 
Yeah. Um, John has the idea that he wants to... Let's take that camping trip because I found this compass. Right. This compass. I realized that this compass that we found as children... Leads to a treasure. Leads to a treasure. And that's where they're going to go off. And hijinks <coughs> do ensue. Yes, sir. So I recommend this to you, like I touched upon last week, because I'm a big fan of just good broad comedies and i think that's something that we grew up with a lot like i remember renting i probably rented happy gilmore from a blockbuster video on eight separate occasions just because i never thought to actually buy the vhs copy of it but that style of just not overly offensive not trying to be like uh i think later in like the late 90s early 2000s there was like the graphic sex comedy gross out comedy gross out like the American gross out American pie road trip that sort of comedy it's half irreverent right yeah but not really clever yeah like I wouldn't say the American (laughs) pie movies are clever you know what I mean (laughs) yeah Uh, but yeah this is one of the funniest movies I think I've seen in a while damn for a comedy for comedy's sake uh, I can't think of many that have been this good and these are guys in their 20s uh, just starting their career, I think it's a really good early take of how their movies could be. Comparing it to The Lonely Island, I think it's uh, similar in comedic approach as to Hot Rod, where mm. it's a, yeah, that's a really good comparison. Yeah. Other than Hot Rod, I would say if you like stands uh, uh, above right for me. I mean, Hot Rod's one of those lightning in a bottle things where yeah. you got that was an incredible movie. early Sandberg, early Bill Hader, early uh, Danny McBride, just yeah. like people that were just kind of finding their comedic voice and already you know nailing what yeah. they were good at. And I think Danny McBride went on to do Righteous Gemstones, which is fantastic, and Vice Principals. I finished that show off. Yeah, I'm halfway through the third season. Oh, yeah, I finished that. The kid that plays um, the son, Gideon, Yeah, he just got cast to pay Jimmy Olsen. Excellent casting. Yeah. he Wonderful looked, casting. I was watching, uh, that's why I started watching season three of The Righteous yeah, Gemstones. I was like, you're like, Jimmy Olsen's there. Look at this little Jimmy Olsen fucker. <laughs> that's a good choice for Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, what did you think of this movie? So, I would say that I liked it. Yeah? Yeah. What do you give it, it on our funny. little grading scale? You're not going to like this. Is it going to be a hearty two? It's going to be a hearty two, baby! Fuck you and your hearty twos. I, I swear know. to God. It was something that was good, but there were things that really uh, niggled me the whole time. I don't think niggled's a word. Yeah, look it up. So <laughs> Not going to. Uh, go ahead and look it up. Put it in your search bar, buddy. Nope. So, there was... Uh, Conan O'Brien should be in more stuff, period. He so Conan O'Brien makes, uh, I wouldn't say a cameo. He's cast <laughs> as uh, Ben's dad. He's got a bit role. Ben is a tall, red-haired guy, so they found Conan O'Brien to play his dad. Yeah. And I mentioned this to you last week. I can't think of anything else where Conan O'Brien plays a character. Yes. Uh, I agree. I can't think of anything other than playing Conan O'Brien himself. Right. You and know. he's hilarious. Yes. It reminded me immediately that Conan O'Brien's one of my favorite comedy persons of all time. One of the best to ever do it. Yes, one of the smartest to ever do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, just his character, just he, he when he says, "Oh no," yeah, that part was amazing. Yeah, it was just him saying, "Oh no," yeah. and it was like that's great. But say nothing of the fact of running his own late night show, writing on The Simpsons. Yeah, writing exactly. on Saturday Night Live. And Writing on the Simpsons, like he wrote the monorail episode for fuck's sake, <laughs> like one of the most iconic Simpsons episodes ever. The dude's amazing. Yeah, and uh, the jokes were great. The yes. problem I had is they did the thing that I hate, which is you explain the joke. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I hate it. I don't think they did that too much. They did it enough that it was starting to get on my nerves. So. This stuff is a, that's irreverent, they would have to point out that, how did you do that? Yeah. Type stuff, and it's like, just let it happen. There's a lot okay. of hanging, hanging a lantern on stuff, and yes. I'm not a big fan of that. Yes, they hang a lantern. I didn't know that that was the phrase. Yeah. They hang a lantern? When you hang a lantern on something, you're drawing attention to it. Oh. It's like, that, that wild this, thing happened. Look you at hang this a lantern, it's like, could you believe he just did that? That yeah. sort of thing, yeah. Look at this lantern post. Exactly. Like that? You hang a lantern on it if you want people to look. It makes sense. Just visually, it makes sense. I hear you. No, yeah. I get it. But yes, they do that a lot. Yeah. And they don't have to do that because there's a lot of really clever and fun jokes. And the ones there's that- There's some great jokes. And the ones that they left irreverent uh, hit harder. There's, they, there's a part where they have to wingsuit somewhere. Mm-hmm. They bring one wingsuit. 
And the guy like goes off on his own because it's you know crazy to jump off and go wingsuit somewhere. And then his friends end up catching up with them in their own wingsuits. They yeah. don't explain it. They're no. just like, oh, you know, here we are. We do this as friends. And they're like, that's great. There's a great running joke in it that while they're in the woods, they're attacked by a hawk that yeah. doesn't fly. Yeah. It's just like, dumb they don't understand what it's doing. That, yeah. that took me right back to the uh, crocodile in Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Where it's just like, why is this a running thing? It <laughs> yeah. doesn't, you know, it's absurd, but yeah. it's so good. There's funny parts to it. Yes. The uh, monster <laughs> that was in it was very funny. <laughs> when they get the door open, there's oh. like a hairless bear the hairless or something. Bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, see, they didn't have to explain shit. They didn't explain shit with that. Yeah. They were just like, how do we solve this wild problem? That stuff is so funny to me. And, the and that, plot is, they do a lot of that stuff where it's right. just a lot of setup so that you watch a very funny thing. Right. When... Uh, one of the guys dresses up. He always dresses up in suits that are way too big for him. Yes. He does it twice. Each time it's funnier than the last. It's just absurd. <laughs> yeah. So I think that people our age would really appreciate this movie, even though it's made by yeah. a couple guys. I would say everybody watch this movie. It's available on Peacock. Yes. I'll say everybody watch this movie. Yeah. You make, They'll make you sit through like three minutes, four minutes of ads. Yes. But no ads during, which is kind of fun. And... uh it's also got uh, Bowen Yang in it. He's a Saturday Night Live. Yes, guy. Bowen Yang was very funny in it. So Bowen Yang leads a cult that's in the woods, and they've been in there for like 10, 12 years, they say. And they're yeah. like a big hippie cult. And one of the cult members is like, everyone around here is equal. That's why here we say all lives matter. <laughs> yeah. And the running joke is like, oh, you guys, you can't say that. Yeah, anymore. he's like, they don't know. They don't know. <laughs> Except the one guy. They're like, I feel like that guy knows yeah. what it means. <laughs> but just jokes like that. It's very, there's yeah. a, and also, one oh, thing that's always funny a gratuitous shot of a flaccid penis is just always funny. And there's a great penis joke in this. Flaccid penis. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, that was really funny. Always funny. Never quick, never not funny. So often Forgetting Sarah is it Marshall, not random a- penis, yeah. funny. So so often there's not a big problem right. that happens, and I appreciate that stuff, mm-hmm. where it's just, oh, it's just a setup for a joke. I'm, I'm very excited to see where this is going to go. Yeah. And I think these guys are great. Uh, uh, I would say, yes, everybody watch this film. Yeah. I would say... Uh, as a foray, foray. As a for, say it one more time. Foray. As a foray. I think so. Just like the number four, the letter A. I don't know where you're going with this, but I know that there's a foyer, which is like the lobby or an entrance to a building, or there's no. foray, which is like your first attempt at something. Uh, isn't it crazy and how entrance. close those are to being the same exact? Well, they're thing. both entrances or beginnings. Yes. One's to a building, one's to a four. Career. The Latin uh, prefix for the number four. You know, words come from other words, right? Not since high school. (laughs) (laughs) Regardless, their first foray... The first foray into making a movie, Uh this is great. Yeah. It it was funny. We were laughing from beginning to end. And I think it's a great sketch comedy thing. Like, uh, before he got really big, Donald Glover was in a group called Derek Comedy that put out YouTube things. They had a... We talked about that last week, didn't yeah, we? Yeah. Mystery Team was their movie that they made of another I group that we're big fans of. sit through that movie. It's not great. Yeah. Uh, whitest, <laughs> whitest Kids You Know, like we talked about, hilarious Miss March group. was not great. So Miss March, they completely rewrote that movie. It was supposed to be a completely different movie, and then apparently Trevor and Zach just rewrote the whole thing. I didn't like it. What was the rapper's name in there? It was like Horsecock.jpg or yeah. something like that? Yeah. Very MPEG. Yeah. But they file. made another movie as white as kids called The Civil War on Drugs. Which they broke up into and parts. The and parts the for, the, for the season. Yeah. Which was hilarious. And that movie was fantastic. Yeah. So uh, just that kind of thing. And like so I talked maybe about, maybe their second movie is going to be uh, popping off. Like I, I would put it right up there with. I don't know. What I, would I want them to make a second movie. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Uh, For sure. And I think it's great because it's. they talked about this more <laughs> in the – I'm glad I watched the Pete Holmes uh, podcast with them because I did kind of – when these guys first started, uh, I looked up who they were. I think their first big uh, sketch that drew my attention, it, I think it was their first one, the whole premise of the sketch was that everyone has their own branded hard seltzer. Yeah. And they're just in the – and it just got more and more. It's just like a running gag joke and like it starts out with like – 
they're drinking J.C. Penny hard seltzer, oh. and it's just absurd like that. But then they did a sketch with Pete Davidson and Taylor Swift that was great. And I was like, these guys got it, and that's when I kind of looked into who they are. Oh. And two of them have fathers that are in the industry. Oh, nepo babies. But I don't really think they're <laughs> nepo babies. So John uh. John Higgins, uh, his dad is Steve Higgins, who's the announcer on the Tonight Show and the announcer on Saturday Night Live. I knew it, my son. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Look at my boy. <laughs> I think he's a producer on SNL, too. And then Martin Martin Hurley, his uh, father is Tim Hurley, who wrote on Saturday Night Live with Adam Sandler. And oh, yeah. This is Nepo Baby shit right here. Yeah, because their thing is SNL Digital Shorts. Right. Wonder how they got that job. That's Not pe- to say that they don't not do a good job. Because they're great. Uh, but I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. Somebody was tickling the ears. Well, I mean, it's... Of the powers that be. What are you going to say, like... It also kind of runs in the family. If you're raised around comedy writers, you'll show an interest in it. Like Tony Hawk's kids skateboard. Dave Grohl's kids play drums. Like, Dave Grohl's kids play drums? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Wayne White's kids paint. You should listen to uh, Dave Grohl's audiobook on Corporate Overlord Spotify. That's uh, probably never going to happen. Well, you should. Regardless, uh, <laughs> I really recommend it. Please don't destroy the treasure of Foggy Mountain. I recommend it, too. Yeah. Those Nepo babies are pretty funny. Yeah. You don't have to call them Nepo babies. I love it, though. All right. What a great phrase. <laughs> so, let's get into uh, Jake's recommendation for me that I'm very excited to talk about. Hell yeah. Uh, 2019 action-adventure game published by uh, Mobius... Di- or Sorry, developed by Mobius Digital, published by Annapurna Interactive. There it is. Uh, the Outer Wilds. Or actually, just Outer Wilds. Yep. Which it says at the top of the Wikipedia page, not to be confused with The Outer Worlds, yep. which is another 2019 game yep. that came out. That my friend also wrote, wrote on. So, yeah. Uh, you A lot know, of people that were writing on The Outer Worlds also wrote on The Outer Wilds. So, you said, full disclosure, uh, one of your friends wrote this game. Yes. Uh, so, I took that into account when I was playing through it. So, yeah. Uh, give me a rundown of how you, you know. Why you recommended the game, essentially. Because you've been on, on a video game kick. Yeah, I was a little taken aback when you were saying that these were your favorite games. And I kind of wanted to show you a different That spectrum. game that I was talking about was Red Dead Redemption 2, possibly the greatest video game ever made. That is still the craziest thing that I've ever heard. You just hate The cowboys. greatest video game ever made. It's not even better than Red Dead Redemption. You just hate cowboys. I love cowboys. That's why RDR is much better. Continue with your nonsense. Much fun. No, we're going back for a second. (laughs) Nope. It's annoying to shoot in that game. It's annoying to ride a horse in that game. It's fun to shoot in RDR. It's fun to shoot. It's annoying to to ride a horse. Because it makes you think about the consequences. Yeah, that's wonderful. I love uh, being more annoyed. (laughs) No. Yeah. All right. Sorry you can't carry all the guns with you. You got to leave them on your horse. There's different ways to explore the canvas that is video games. Right. What, one of my favorite things about uh, the the medium, the medium, let's call it that, yeah. is uh, you can create something that cannot be experienced in another way. Right. So you have you me know? play Return of Oberdin right. and Max Payne. Exactly. So, well, Max Payne I got because I wanted to talk more about just like that game really got me thinking about how people put art into what they're making. Fair enough. And... This game is a big component of that to me. It's something that spoke to me as soon as I started playing it, as soon as it clicked, Did that I was having right a good time. Did you play it right when it came out? No. I played it when I knew I was going to go meet uh, the writer. Okay. And I was like, oh, I kind of want to have something to talk about <laughs> to her when I see her. Smart. And then I just ended up staying up all night playing the hell out of it. So apparently it, has, it came out in 2019, but it is kind of uh, picking up steam. I actually watched a... YouTube documentary about this from the uh, YouTube channel No Clip. To so shout out to them too, and that gave a lot of behind the scenes looks at how the game started. It kind of started out as a um, thesis project from the director who is Alex Beecham, mm-hmm. and uh, just kind of making a game <laughs> in a design class, and then just kind of like you know uh, they put it up to some I forget the name of the uh, contest or exhibition or whatever and yeah. one like you know best indie game yada 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 so mm-hmm. they started making it and so uh masi oka who's the 
actor, probably best known for being in Heroes. Yeah. Uh, I forget his character's name, but he was, uh, oh, he played Hero on Heroes. <laughs> so he uh, kind of found these guys and was kind of their benefactor to oh. have them come and make this game. Cool. So the game sets up, it's, uh, you're a little alien guy. Yeah. You're an alien that's waking up. You wake up and you're told, hey, you know, you're uh, head up for the alien space program. Yep. Go talk to this guy. He's going to give you the launch codes. You're going to go off into space. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're, after you're done talking to that guy, you get the big call to adventure. Uh, first thing that you see when you wake up, your eyes open, you see an explosion in the sky. Mm-hmm. And a tiny little thing <laughs> shooting out. Right. So you're like, that's weird. Yep. So you find out the launch codes, then you launch off, and the guy asks you, like, oh, so what do you want to do in space? It's, uh, the world's set up. It's, first of all, the design of this game, cute as shit. Yeah. Really well-designed game. The uh, art direction of this game, it's sort of, kind of, a little bit of Oddworld vibes. Yeah, sure. Which I loved the Oddworld games. Hell yeah. Um, a little bit of... Uh, Strange Habits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just it's just nice, but it's kind of cute. A little Jack and Daxter-y. Okay. Like that kind of like cartoonish yeah. character design. Mm-hmm. But it's cute because it's like, oh, here's your spaceship. But the spaceship's got like wood in it. I love so, the spaceship design. Right. Absolutely and wonderful. So you launch off from your first world and immediately you're like, oh, this world, it's not like No Man's Sky where it's gigantic worlds. It's not yeah. Starfield or anything like no. that. You got a solar it's system. Small little worlds, kind of like yeah. uh, close thing to it is uh, Super Mario Galaxy. Like mm. these worlds are small. You can kind of go around them. Yeah. One of them's like, you know, not much bigger than your ship, the little uh, lantern, like, volcanic moon. Yeah. Like, you can whip around that thing. Uh-huh. Even the sun's not that big. You can go from side to side on the solar system in a minute. Yeah. But the physics on it are, like, nothing really that I've ever played. And I will getting say this. The- getting used to the physics of this game when you're tooling around your spaceship. Yeah. One of the first things they do before you go and talk to the guy and get your launch codes is they're like, hey, do you want to test out on this uh, model? Yeah. So like, yeah. I crashed that like four times. I'm like, well, Mm this will be fun. Mm -hmm. So I knew nothing about this game going into it, and I'm going to spoil very little of it. And I can't spoil all of it because I'll say this right now. I just checked my PlayStation app before we start recording. I've been playing it for 16 hours. Haven't beaten it. Great. I feel like I'm getting close to the end. Maybe. But I have not beaten it. Yeah. And so I can only go... I I can't spoil it. I can talk about how far I've gotten, but, you know... There is an ending. Oh, let's fucking hope so. Yeah. So there is something that you're working towards. Right. It's worth it to check your journal that's on the uh, ship. So, yeah, that's getting into... make sure that you see a... Yeah. What what I get into... So you you blast off, and it's kind of just like... It gives you a vague direction. It's like, you might want to go check it out on the moon, which is... 200 yards away yeah <laughs> and there's a guy on the moon and he's like hey you should talk to this you've got like this little radio telescope a signal scope love that thing and everybody you can, you can find people by the music right. that they're playing so you go onto other planets and did you go into the bramble yet no, okay so <laughs> just the first thing i did was i was like this is kind of cool i'm gonna set my uh you can pull up your map and there's a comet the comet ominous name it's called the interloper yeah i'm like oh okay i clicked on that and then it's just like set autopilot and i'm like yeah okay set the autopilot <laughs> and it flies me directly into the sun yeah because i'm just like, just go there <laughs> ah shit yeah so it game reverts you and it you wake back up like all right start again and that's when i realized that i already have the launch codes yep and i'm like so you just get right on that elevator so i talk to the guy because this is not brought up and i had no idea about this talk to the guy that's right by the launch tower mm-hmm. and he's you like oh him. you got to go get launch codes i'm like i already have the launch codes yeah and it's like hey i died yeah and the guy's like what yeah no you didn't and i'm like oh shit we're yeah. in a groundhog's day yeah we're in a Groundhog's Day. Yep, it's Groundhog's Day game. I had no idea yeah. that it was, it's in a time loop. Isn't it fun to find that out? So, And I love that because death is a, a you know a fail state so for I, games, right? When I texted you this, I was like, uh-huh. is this a roguelike? Yeah. Because you had me, uh, well, you didn't have me play it, but I did play Hades. 
and uh-huh. games like that and uh, Middle Earth Shadow of War where death's built in yeah. to where your character gains things. But yeah. this is kind of different because it's not if you stay alive, you yeah. know, you can continue further because there's a sp- finite loop where it cuts off. It's yep. kind of more along the lines of Majora's Mask. About 22 in minutes way. in, yeah. you're the sun's going to explode. Yeah, the sun blows up and then you go yeah. back to the beginning. So oh, it's yeah. like a Majora's Mask situation where you can, and much like Groundhog Day, you can either wait until the loop starts over mm-hmm. or you can fly into the sun and be like, yeah. I think I figured out all I need to and then just kill yourself and you pop back up. There's plenty of times when I'm like, oh shit, I'm dying. There, There's I, been times where I've been trying to kill myself and it's frustrated that I can't. Yeah. So you have in your ship uh, <laughs> a Pepe Sylvia style board where all the information yeah. that you've gained, you're putting together. About each pi- uh, planet that you've been to. There is yeah. an ancient alien race called the Nomai. Mm-hmm. And I don't say ancient aliens like ancient aliens, but it's like kind of has a little bit of ancient, ancient aliens, aliens vibe, yeah. which I did like because yeah. it's just like these people yeah, were right? here before us. Yeah, you like that, don't you? Yeah. It's worked really well into the fucking so game. So I'm going to say this wait. flat out. This game's amazing. Yeah. Like... 100 yeah. percent it's a i'll say this it's a hearty three from me that's what i'm talking about boy uh, i'm not gonna say it's my favorite video game that you've recommended for me because yeah. you did recommend stardew valley yeah and granted i've got over 100 hours in stardew valley right and but this game is just so freaking fun yeah it doesn't it, this is better than Oberdin in game design. wow hell yeah in game design just in the fact that Oberdin kind of became a chore towards okay. the end of it. Sure. Once you get the mechanic, you're like, all right, now I'm just looking for this thing. Now I'm following that, you know, tunnel, whatever tube. Now mm. you see this. And then you put the, when you put the things together in Oberdin, you're like, all right, so that guy got killed by this. You're like, mm. there's mm. no real sense of like, yeah, I figured that out myself because yeah. it's just another name added to a ledger. Yep. Which is the thing that I enjoy about that game. There's a, is the reward of it is Purely based on how you feel right. about it. S- which I felt the same way you, the main character in that feels, which is as an insurance adjuster, I'm like, good. Yeah. Now I'm done. Right? I love that feeling, though. So in but. this game, every planet in the solar system, uh, there's five or six. It's a mouse. Oh, yeah. There goes the mouse. Look at them. Oh, they're upset. You notice the giant box of peanuts yeah. is gone? <laughs> he was going for that peanut box. Yeah, they're gone. And <laughs> that's Sorry. A story for another time. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so... There's a planet that I went to that was uh, it was called the Brittle Hollow, and you're on the planet, mm-hmm. and you're just like, what's happening here? And it's got this little tiny moon that's shooting out um, magma bombs, yeah. and the planet's just like breaking apart, and you're like, oh, shit. There's nothing inside of it. There's yeah. a hole in the planet, and you're just like, oh, there's a black hole down there, yeah. and it's kind of sucking in the parts of the planet that are breaking away. That part is and every wild. Pl- every planet, in a different way is constantly changing in this time loop. So yeah. one planet's contracting. Another planet, it's two binary systems. They call them, and I think this is probably my favorite part of the game design, or favorite like design choice, because I never thought about this. There are two planets that are binary planets that orbit around each other, yeah. kind of like bolos that you would throw. Uh-huh. Like they have like the two things, and you whip them around people's ankles. If They have the woman. same mass. Right. So, they so they're going in between them, but they're called the hourglass twins because they're const- their sh- sand is shifting in between the two of them yeah. as they're rotating. Yeah. And so you're on one planet that starts out on the empty side, and you're trying to run through these caves, and sand's coming up. And you're on the other planet where sand's slowly going away and revealing more of the structure that's there. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, holy fuck, this is... I've never played a game yeah, like this. it's incredible. It's so small, mm-hmm. but there's so much to discover. First thing that I did was I went to the big planet. The giant deep? Yes. Yeah. My first thing, I was just going in there, and then you can't see, and then you can't see, and I'm going very fast, mm-hmm. and I just crash and die. And I was like, okay. So... <laughs> Let me speak to your friend's uh, story writing on this. Yeah. Uh, outstanding. Yeah. The story that I've progressed so far, it's so far up my alley. Yeah. Just with a little bit of ancient aliens. Humor is spot on. The humor is Like I said, is uh, when, I, when, I flew, uh, mm-hmm. when I flew the autopilot into the sun, uh-huh. went and talked to uh, the guy that's right at the beginning. Yeah. And one of the things is like, hey, your autopilot crashed me. And the response was something to the effect of like, 
Well, yeah, if the sun's between you and the thing you're <laughs> autopiloting it to, it's not going to avoid the sun. <laughs> Why don't you make sure the sun's not in between you and the place you're trying to go? And I'm like, all right, touche, Elliot, <laughs> man. I, I see what you're doing. What I also enjoy is uh, death is pretty damn funny. Yeah. How many times did you die leaving your spaceship yep. without your spacesuit? Yep, twice. I've done it about five times. Yeah. The first four times I was laughing. The fifth time I was like, gosh, darn it. Now it's the first thing I do when I get in my spaceship exactly. is put on my it suit. It took me a little too long to realize that that's what I should be doing. And But it's also so peaceful, and it captures the the essence of space that I really enjoy, mm-hmm. which is like I am like exploring on my yeah. own this beautiful place, but I am by myself. 100%. You so there, uh, since I got into it, I did want to watch that documentary. And the way they built this game, there's so much that went into it. Yeah. It was so great. So apparently the guy who's who's the director whose name I'm blanking, Alex. Yeah. He was talking in the documentary about how he didn't want uh, the exploration to feel like the world revolves around you. So if you leave your spaceship on the surface. Oh, yeah. And that's uh, you're on the planet that's going to be on the hourglass tens yeah. twins, and it's going to be it gets you know, scooped up with the sand. <laughs> or if you leave it on an island, when you're on the planet, the Giants Deep, it's yeah. a giant ocean planet that has these gigantic cyclones. That's probably my favorite. And if you planet. park it, uh, yeah. like at one point, I'm standing on an island talking to an alien who's there, yeah. and then everything goes away, and we're in space, and I'm like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, and that was my favorite perfect example. Oh, this is my discovery example. So. I'm on that island, and the island gets tossed into space because the cyclone goes over it, and it jettisons the island into space, and then it falls back down. And I was trying to get to something that was, like, blocked in on the island, and then I was just like, I can go underneath this. Yeah. This island's not connected to the bottom of the surface. So you go underneath the island and get back up. So just things like that where the game doesn't spoon feed you, but it gives you just enough. Yeah. You're decoding an ancient alien language where they're kind of giving it just written as dialogue. It's kind of written like not so much. uh, Like a forums from online. Kelsey talks about this in the documentary that I watched where she's just like, it's they're just taking notes and talking in between each other. And you're just inferring stuff. And then the game on your Pepe Silvia board fills in the gaps like you don't have to take detailed notes you could be like what's this going on and it pushes you just enough in the right direction yes i'm at a point now that i did like 30 minutes where i kept dying and dying and dying doing what i think is what i'm supposed to be doing yeah but i keep getting eaten by giant fish okay but i think i know where i'm supposed to be That's going one of the scariest moments yes i've had in a game giant angler fish are in the game too yeah and they're horrifying yeah yeah but yeah, this this game friggin' rules. But there's a lot of times when I would just spend an hour because if you look at the sun, you'll see that there's a, a space station. And sun station, yeah. Yeah, that's right there. Mm-hmm. I would, I've tried to land on it a bunch. It doesn't work. Yeah, I spent a good hour trying to careen myself into it. You can do it. But it develops... I'm telling you. It develops its own world so well. Mm-hmm. It has the perfect amount of... Oh, there's that mouse again. Perfect amount of giving you the right direction and then also letting you figure it out your own way. That's what I also like about the uh, the death system in this is you're going to learn something. You're yeah. going to learn, oh, this thing fills up with sand. Oh. <laughs> I'm dead. So on the – I guess that's a minor but spoiler. So gonna, there's – One of my favorite things that I did was I saw a, a tiny little blinky red light. The deep way, space way, uh, way out there. satellite. Yeah. Yeah. So I just flew out there and then I bonked it. Yep. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. And then I checked my uh, map, and it's gone. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> that was my map system. Yeah. I was losing my mind with how great th- everything just comes together yeah. so well. So, yeah, it, it's just a great game. Can't recommend it enough. So, yeah. yeah. It's absolutely one of my favorite games. I'll check I think back everybody in. should play it. It's something that makes me think a lot. I can't wait. I hope you beat it soon because I think yeah. that the story uh, really starts popping off. And when it does, when things start going with you and things start making sense, you start getting excited. The game's getting excited uh-huh. with you. Yeah. I think the soundtrack is also one of the uh, nice. biggest strengths of this game. The ambient music's great because the music kind of kicks up when you go to where you're supposed to be. Yeah. And just, if you're just out in space, it's just you. It's yeah. Kinda it's a wonderful vibe. Yeah. It's a wonderful hum that's going on around you, mm-hmm. like constantly. But then the music uh, gets really, when the music starts, yeah. Because 
The music starts when the sun's going to explode. Yeah. And like that happened to me. I was in the caves and I was just exploring around. And then I started hearing the music for the first time. And I was like, what the hell is that? Yeah. What the hell is going on? And then everything just went white. <laughs> yeah. I noticed when I was on the planets closest to the sun and yeah. I was down in one of the caves and I got back up and I was like, sun looks a lot bigger. And yeah. I was like, am I getting closer? I'm like, nope, the sun's giant and red now. Yep. That's not a great beautiful. thing. Beautiful. Yeah. It's just beautiful. 100%. Tell your friend, I love the game that she wrote. Oh, and it's just, it's funny too. There's yeah. one scene where you're going through the uh, ruins and you're deciphering this ancient language. And this part made me snort laugh out loud. Uh-huh. Where uh, there's models of the cyclones that are on the uh, water planet. Uh-huh. And you're reading the uh, ancient script back and forth between what they're doing. And one person, one of the dead aliens says, you know, this shows the different kinds of cyclones, everything like that. And mm. the other alien says something to the effect of, like, yeah, you probably could have just told me. You didn't need to build these yeah. models. <laughs> and then he comes back. He's like, also, I just wanted to build these models. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, that's an adorable little joke. One of the coolest things yeah. is on the alien technology that feels truly, truly alien. And this game is super fair, too. I think it's yeah. a lot more fair than Oberdin. I think as far as design games, out of the three mm-hmm. games that you recommended to me out of your little kick, Oberdin, Max Payne, and this, yeah. far and away my favorite. I ended on a big note. Not I even knew close. I was coming in with the best one for last. I'm pissed off you didn't tell me about this game when you first played and be like, hey, you should play this. You would like it. Well, I didn't know Knowing you had how such... I feel about ancient aliens. I had no idea you had such a uh, bad taste in the greatest video game. So now you have a better one to appreciate and you're very welcome. Yeah. All right. Well, it's a great game. <laughs> So, yeah, this one gets a three. So I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, I want to thank everyone who followed us on Spotify and uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. We just put up a YouTube channel. I finally finished editing the uh, clips from us at the Philippalooza Golf Tournament. That was incredible, buddy. Yeah, it was a nice little thing that I put together. So that's up on the YouTube channel, too. It was great. Uh, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Up Your Alley Pod. Like I said, you can send your emails to upyourallypod at gmail.com. But let's figure out what we're going to be getting into next week. Jake, what do you got for me? So, knocked it out of the park again. Did you? This one is a YouTube. Okay. Er. Okay. His name is Bobby Fingers. Have um, you heard of him? No. All right. So, I want you to watch the video. Uh, where I mean, he, you've mentioned him to me, I believe. I don't know if I have. But, I have. oh, yeah, I think I have. But I want you to watch the video of him making Jeff Bezos into a boat. Wait. What? Yeah. I wanted you to watch the video that he made where he makes Jeff Bezos into a boat. So I'm watching a video on YouTube. From Bobby Fingers where he makes Jeff Bezos into a boat. I don't know where I'm losing you. So this is <laughs> Jeff Bezos rowing boat. Yeah. That's it. That's the one. That's the one you're going to watch. Jacob, what? Yeah. This is great. Okay. It became one of my favorite YouTube videos. It just came out three weeks ago. Yeah. Two weeks ago. And... You're welcome, algorithm. What? I did that for you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I went I for have a new thing. For you that's not in the algorithm. <gasps> it's in my own personal algorithm. Whoa. Yeah. This is a this is amazing. And by that I mean it's a documentary from twenty nineteen. So God, he's going crazy. Yeah, he wants something. All those peanut shells that I swept up. Look at how cute he is. Freaking adorable. Oh my gosh. Just take a picture of him. Hold on. I'll put this on Instagram. That poor snake. Well, see, the mice, they were, um, we had a whole bunch of uh, Christmas trees that were in the back corner of the basement. Yeah. And we were pulled them out now because it's Christmas time. They've been over there for 11 months now. And (laughs) I noticed that when I pulled all the stuff out there, it was just peanut shells all back there. So the mice have been taking the peanuts and putting out there, and it's, it's its own biosphere. For the past 11 months. Nice. So I had to take the big thing of peanuts and I put them out in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. Just sky funeral for the peanuts and the crows <laughs> just descended and they're all back. So we need to restore some balance to the force Man, in the basement. This box of peanuts didn't go <laughs> your direction. It was a Christmas gift from last year. It's yeah, a, it was. It's been a fun, it's been a fun year. <laughs> we can kind of chart it in this I'm podcast. get you another box of peanuts. I swear to God, we don't need them. <laughs> What were we talking about? Oh, yeah, my recommendation. Yeah, your recommendation for me. Yeah. 2019 documentary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, sorry. <laughs> I need to figure. Oh, uh, it's available on Amazon. 
through a subscription service that I've never heard of before, but you can get a free seven-day trial. I recommend doing that. Mm -hmm. The subscription service is called Kello. Q-E-L-L-O. Okay. Apparently it has a whole bunch of like concert footage and uh, music documentaries. You're going to make me watch a Dave Grohl thing, aren't you? No, it's not a Dave... Dave Grohl adjacent. (laughs) I almost said it wasn't Dave Grohl, but it is Dave Grohl adjacent. So it is a 2019 documentary called uh, Punk the Capital, Building a Sound Movement. It is a documentary about uh, the punk movement in Washington, D.C. from 1976 to 1984. Wow. So we're talking... Before the revival. We're talking uh, Bad Brains... We're talking Sickly Boys. We're talking uh, Teen Idols. Okay. Just really good. I know Bad Brains. Yeah. So this is like the early days of DC punk rock. I've been kind of on a punk rock kick lately. Yeah. And me first in the Gimme Gimme's talk kind of. It was just the No Effects doing their final tour. And that kind of like led me back to that. Just watching like uh, Less Than Jake. Yeah. Talk about uh, music again. Yeah. It's, this is like getting crazy, dude. I will say this. The, like in the early scenes of this, because, you know, the DC punk scene, they they charted back to 1976. And it's really funny watching like punk rock kids in the 70s just be like, fuck Jimmy Carter. And it's like, <laughs> really? That's that's it's going to get <laughs> right. It's going to get so much worse. Though. I mean, yeah, <laughs> like, you but- don't know. You don't always know how- hate the president is the point. <laughs> well, yeah, that's kind of like the mantra of punk rock. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, punk the capital documentary. I recommend everyone get the free uh, trial on okay. Amazon. Uh, it's a great documentary. I'm gonna watch Jeff Bezos turns into a rowboat. Yep. By Bobby Fingers on YouTube. You're gonna watch Jeff Bezos turn into a rowboat from the YouTuber Bobby Fingers. Yes. I want to guarantee you that you're gonna go back and you're gonna watch Steven Seagal. Uh, is this going to be one of those things of like you did of Lasagna Cat? Where I Almost just lose my brain. Almost Jesus Christ! But in a way that you're going to be like, that was great. All right, well I'll watch it. All right, thanks everybody for listening. Jake, thanks for coming over. Love you, buddy. Love you, buddy. All right, bye, Mike.